Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapters 15 and 16, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The good thing about the Pharisees is that they were very orthodox and very conservative in what they believed. The Sadducees were the complete opposite of the Pharisees. The Sadducees were the religious liberals. They didn't believe in anything spiritual, which made them sad, you see. Sorry, I won't do it again. They didn't believe in anything spiritual. No heaven, no hell, no afterlife, no, 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 no death, no angels, no, no demons, no spirits. The Sadducees didn't believe in anything spiritual. And the Sadducees would rationalize the teaching and the doctrines found in scriptures. And so the Pharisees, notice, and the Sadducees, although they are very different, they come to Jesus together. Now that's important. Because the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they didn't get along. As a matter of fact, they hated each other. They didn't agree on anything. But it's interesting, although they hated each other and didn't agree on anything, they could come together and agree on their common hatred for Jesus. Isn't it true that the unbelievers, whether Democrats or Republicans, They can agree on their common hatred for Christ, the gospel, and the church. Isn't that true? And here we see the same thing. So these guys, they come and they verbally jump Jesus and they say, we want to see a sign from heaven. Now, mind you, they had already seen a lot of signs. Remember, we just read it. The lame were walking and the blind were seeing and the deaf were hearing and the mute were speaking. They want to see a sign. These guys have ADD. They've got attention deficit disorder because they're completely not paying attention to what Jesus is doing. If they had that diagnosis in the first century, I'm sure these guys would have been on meds. I mean, they weren't paying attention. They asked for a sign. The truth is they weren't seeking a sign. They were seeking entrapment. This word sign literally indicates a miraculous sign in heaven. In other words, they're saying, if you are the Messiah, then make the stars to fall from the sky. If you're the Messiah, then write sky right. You know, make some words appear in the sky. Do something so obvious to prove you are the Messiah. And Jesus said, you hypocrites. And then he gives them an example of their hypocrisy. He said, listen, when it is evening and the sun is going down, the sky is red. You say tomorrow it will be a beautiful day. 
But when you wake up in the morning and you see the sky is red and you say it's going to be a stormy day. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you know all that, then where is your discernment? You can't discern the fact that I am the Messiah and you can discern the weather. And they have DDD, discernment deficit disorder. This is what Jesus is saying. You see, they felt confident in predicting the weather, but they missed all the signs pointing to the fact that Jesus is the son of God. And Jesus said, you hypocrites. And it's true. People, you know, I I was thinking about this. We've been having some crazy weather lately. And, 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 and I was thinking about this. You know, people put confidence in the weather, which I don't know why, because they're never right. Have, have you noticed that? You know, AccuWeather with Chris Holman. I hope he doesn't hear this CD. AccuWeather with Chris Holman. You know, it's going to be a beautiful day. I mean, how many times have you read the, new, the, the weather report? You know, the weather report. It's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. Perfect day. Skies are beautiful. The next day is like hurricane, storm weather, you know, zero below, you need a parka. I mean, they're never right. They don't really know. That's why when I watch the news report, they say it's going to be sunny. I plan for rainy. If they say it's going to be rainy, I plan for sunny because they, they don't know. They, they're, they're just reading the signs. They, they don't know. And then the thing that bothers me the most is that, they, have you noticed this? Whenever they're wrong about the weather, they, they never say we were wrong. I mean, I would expect them to come on and say, you know, sorry, fellas, you know, we were wrong yesterday. I mean, the weather was terrible. They never say they were wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. And so here Jesus says, hey, you guys, you can discern the weather, but you can't discern who I am. I am amazed at what people put their faith in. Looking at the weather, they plan activities, plan picnics. They listen to the word of the weatherman and refuse to believe the word of God. Isn't that true? We put more faith in Uncle Sam who promises to send you a tax return than you do the promises and the provision of God. I I know people like, oh, I'm getting my taxes back. They already spent the money. You don't know. Maybe you won't. Maybe they'll go broke. Maybe they won't send you a check. You'll put more faith in Uncle Sam than you will in the word of God. Put more faith in the weather report than they will put in the word of God. And I've seen that happen many, many times. And God's word clearly says, saints, I will never see the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. Always put your faith in the word of God. Amen. Always put your faith in the provision of God. And so Jesus is saying to them, listen, you guys discern the sky, but you're failing to recognize the times in which you live. You see, they knew the Bible and they knew the ministry of Jesus was prophesied in the Bible. We sang that song this morning, Isaiah 35, verse 5 and 6. Then the eyes of the blind shall be open and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb will sing. For the water shall break forth in the wilderness and the streams in the desert. You see, Jesus was doing what the Messiah was promised to do, and yet they were blind and refused to read the road signs of the times. And saints, unfortunately today, I got to say, we Christians 
are blind to the times in which we live. I believe, and listen close, I believe that we are living in the last days. If you agree with that, say amen. And I'm not saying that just because I believe it. We are living in the last days because I believe the signs of the times point to it. I mean, think about it. Think about the rebirth of the nation of Israel. Never before in the history of mankind has a nation been reborn out of the past. Never. For almost 2,000 years, Israel was a nation of people without a home, dispersed around the world, hated and despised and persecuted. And yet out of the past, a nation is born May 14th, 1948. Israel is declared a nation again. If you want to know when the Lord is coming back, you've got to use Israel as your time clock. And so Jesus is coming back soon. God is working out his purpose and plan for the second coming. Many prophecy experts believe the coming of the Lord is closer to this generation than any other because there are more fulfilled signs in this generation than any other. For example, in the last days, the Bible says there will be moral breakdown in our world. In the last days, the Bible says there's going to be a rise in demon worship. All this psychic hotline and all this stuff Stuff going on in the world as it look at all the videos. I happen to flip through and see some videos and on TV, and I'm like, it's that's evil. If y'all know what I'm talking about, say amen. That it's just evil. The things that there's a rise in the occult. First Timothy chapter four, verse one and two says, now the spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. Notice this saints giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy and having their conscience seared with a hot iron in the last days. There's going to be a rise in the occult. We see that today more than ever. The Bible teaches in Revelation chapter 11. You might want to read that in your own time. Revelation chapter 11 talks about these two witnesses in the last days that are going to be laying in the streets of Jerusalem dead. And get this. The Bible says the whole wide world will be able to see their dead bodies laying in the streets for three and a half years. And the world will be excited and the world will exchange gifts. Now, Today, like never before, we are able to see events in the world going on in real time. You could not do that in the 19, early 1900s. You couldn't do it in 1940, in 1950. You couldn't see it in 1960. But now, with the in- invention of the satellite TV and cable, you can watch CNN and TBN broadcast from around the world. Now it is possible to see something in real time. I remember the Gulf War, Desert Storm. Well, I returned in 1990. I had to, I was there, you guys know, and I spent a little bit of time there and had to come home. And when I got home, I was able to watch the events of the war as they were happening. Isn't that interesting? And the Bible says, if you're a Christian, you're not going to have to watch it on CNN or TBN because you're going to be watching it from heaven. Isn't that great, saints? 
You're going to be watching it from heaven. The Bible says in the last days, the earth is going to melt with a fervent heat. And the, the earth is going to be burned up. That word melt, melt means to disintegrate or to dissolve with the invention of nuclear warfare. This is now possible. And in a, a, a very interesting verse in Zechariah chapter 14, verse 12, it says, And this shall be a plague with which the Lord will strike all the people who fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets and their tongues shall dissolve in their mouths. This simply says before your corpse can hit the ground, your flesh shall fall off its bones and your eyes will melt in its socket and your tongue will melt in its mouth. This is exactly according to physicists. This is exactly what happens in a nuclear blast. A nuclear blast generates 150 million degrees of heat in a millisecond. That's possible. In the last days, there's going to be a uniting of the world. We're talking about reading the signs. If you're with me, say amen. In the last days, there's going to be a uniting of the world. We have now the formation of the European community. And from them, the Bible says, the Antichrist will rise up. We've been talking about that in the book of Daniel. We have now, there's a whole lot of talk about global issues and global rights. And now the World Wide Web. All this talk about uniting. You see, there's going to be a one world situation in the last days. The Bible says in the last days, there will be a great spiritual deception. There's going to be a one world religion. Do you know that very few today, very few mainline denominations hold to the orthodox beliefs of the scriptures? Very few. More often than not, nowadays, people are denying the deity of Christ. People are denying the virgin birth. People are denying the fact that Jesus physically and bodily rose from the grave. False doctrine is rampant in the church today. These are all signs of the last days. Jesus said earthquakes, pestilence, wars, and rumors of wars. Matthew chapter 24, all these things are the beginning of sorrows. Look at the times. Another sign of the end times is in the last days, there's going to be a famine in the Lord, a famine concerning the word of God, not a famine of food or a famine of rain or a famine of, of anything else, but a famine of the word of God. Amos chapter 8 verse 11 write that down look it up in your own time behold the days are coming says the Lord that I will send a famine in the land not a famine of bread not a famine of water but of hearing of the words of the Lord there is no doubt there is a famine in the land and people are feeding on some weird stuff in the church today. People are grabbing hold of doctrines of demons and the philosophy of the world and it's amazing how Few churches today are teaching the Bible. People come here all the time. Oh, I'm so glad you're teaching the Bible. Hey, that's a sad commentary on the church. I'm happy you're here. And yes, we love the word and we love the Lord. But that's a sad commentary on the church that it's hard to find a church that is teaching the word of God. Jesus says, you know what? You're not reading the signs. 
Look at verse 5. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. And then Jesus said to them in verse 6, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, Is it because we have no bread? Again, the disciples. These guys. (laughs) But Jesus being aware of it, he said to them, O ye of little faith. Do you realize how many times Jesus said to the disciples, O ye of little faith? I mean, that was kind of like a common term that he used for them. Yeah, come on, get in the boat, oh, ye of little faith. And, you know, and they were like, okay, well, just go get in the boat. You know, that's just like a common, you know, you know, like a pet name for them or something, you know. He said, he, he said to them, oh, ye of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves? Because you have brought no bread. Don't you understand or remember the five loaves and the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up and the seven loaves, see it there, and the seven loaves and the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I do not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware, here's what he's talking about, to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And then in verse 12, they understood that he didn't tell them to beware of the leaven, that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So Jesus here, he simply abandons the, the, the Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees in their spiritual darkness, and they cruise across the lake. And Jesus is thinking about the influence on the disciples, and he said, I want to warn you guys of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they're thinking at the time that Jesus, now get the picture here, at the time that Jesus is thinking, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the disciples are thinking, man, I can't believe I left my snack. You see? And and it is true. You get a bunch of guys on a boat and they're thinking about their stomachs. That's very, very true. And so they probably... I don't know. Maybe they probably started accusing each other. I the disciples, they just regular guys. They're like, Peter, you left the snacks. No, it was you, Andrew. No, it was you, Philip. And they just going back and forth. No, it was you. And Jesus like, knock it off. Just knock it off. The disciples, what well, there's something else. And so Jesus said, oh, you of little faith. He says, I'm not talking about bread. How is it that you don't understand what I'm talking about? Then they understood in verse 12 that he was talking about bread, not talking about bread, but he was talking about what, saints? Doctrine, the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they said, oh, now we get it. He wants us to be on the lookout for the doctrine of the Pharisees. See, now they get it. Now, it's interesting because Jesus uses leaven as false doctrine. You know quickly, leaven is a small piece of fermented dough that was taken and put in fresh dough. It was like yeast, and it would spread in the dough and cause the the, the dough to rise. It was like what we would use um, um, uh, yeast. And so Jesus is saying, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. Like a piece of yeast that comes into the church, 
It's, it seems insignificant. It's, it's small. It seems unimportant. But it spreads and it grows and it permeates and it poisons. False doctrine. Today, people are not concerned with false doctrine. Have you noticed that? It's all good. All this, you know, the teaching, all the pseudo teaching is all good. I mean, nobody wants to talk about false doctrine anymore. I mean, God is speaking and how do you know God isn't saying this? And how do you know God isn't saying that? I, I was listening to a guy last night just on my way to sleep and just relaxing. And, you know, I'm listening to TV and and and, and this, this guy is talking about, you know, sending fifty eight dollars and he's going to give you these fifty eight keys of wisdom that only God has given him. But you got to send in the 58 bucks for to get the 58 keys of wisdom. Why? I could just get it for free. Why? People are not concerned with false doctrine these days. Jesus was. He said, watch out and beware of false doctrine. Watch out and be careful because false teachers are subtle. They don't come and say, hey, listen to my false teaching. They don't. They're subtle. False teaching is always mixed with truth. And so that and, and, and so it appeals to the ears. It's mixed with truth. So it appeals to the ears. Now, the leaven of the, the, the Pharisees, their leaven, if you're taking notes, their leaven was the valuing of traditions of the elders more than the valuing of the word of God. The leaven of the Sadducees is liberalism. Trying to rationalize and explain, explain away the orthodox teaching of scripture. Jesus wanted the disciples to be aware of this as they move forward in the ministry. You see a little word here, a little doubt there, a slight reinterpretation on this point or that point, And all of a sudden what they thought they understood clearly isn't so clear. You know, that's what they do in many colleges today. I am told that many colleges, universities, Christian and secular, students go in, believers, and they come out atheist. Isn't it unbelievable and sad? And that's why you need to know the word of God. Amen, saints? And that's why you need to study the word and prove all things. You need to know what you believe and why you believe it. You need to be able to discern the truth from error. And don't be so gullible. Christians today are so gullible. It's like, you know, we're, we're like chumps. I mean, can you say chumps from the pulpit? Chumps. I mean, it's like, you know, we just, oh, yes, it's all good. No, it isn't all good. We need to study the word, know the word, and be able to discern truth from error. And just because someone stands in the pulpit, listen, just because someone stands in the pulpit does not mean that they're telling you the truth. You've got to study the word. Go prove all things. That's why I tell you to take notes so you can go back and say, hey, Rodney, you said this there and you said that there. You've got to study the word. You've got to know it for yourself so that you can avoid the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of the scribes. Now, briefly, in closing, I want you to go read this in your homework tonight. I was hoping to get to it today, but I won't be able to. Second Kings chapter four. It's an interesting story in verse 38 through 41. Elisha came to Gilgal and there was a famine in the land. This guy goes out to gather some vines and some shrubs to make some stew. And obviously something poison got in the stew and the people begin to scream, man of God, there's death in the pot. Death in the pot. 
And Pastor Elijah said, don't throw out the stew, but pour some flour in the pot and serve it to the people. I was thinking about this this morning in the church today. There's death in the pot. Death in the pot. Liberalism, death in the pot. You know, the, 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 the prosperity doctrine, I believe we serve a God who provides, but the prosperity teaching is death in the pot. It causes your heart to get set on the things of the earth. Death in the pot. Legalism, traditionalism, death in the pot. And the only way to deal with the poison in the pot is to put in the flour or put in the clear teaching of the word of God. Amen, saints. Elijah didn't tell him, go pull out the poison, pull out the death. He said, put in the flour, put in the word, teach the word. Paul told Timothy, Timothy, preach the word. Don't preach about the word. Don't preach around the word. Preach the word. It's so important to hold to the word of God. Do that. Study the word. Avoid the leaven of the scribes and the Pharisees. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.